Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Hooligan Report. I'm your host as always, SM, and with me tonight I have, as always, Cookson along. We're a happy team up. Yeah, 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 enough of that. Uh, we'll get on to, to Croft along as well, so he'll be singing the Hawks song as well. We're the mighty fighting Hawks. And we've also, bom, got, bom, bom. We've also got Jats along, and I'm hoping he's not going to join in on this. I won't, no. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. Who knew Cook, a Carlton fan with a bit of class? Cooks have stole my line. <laughs> um, good weekend had by all, I believe, except for Cookson. Um, so, a bit of karma for you there. Did United lose again? Yeah, well, it's becoming a bit of a bit of a routine Relax. story, isn't it? I put money on Prudison to Brownlow, so there was some positives. Well, that's pretty impressive. How'd you pick, how how long before the the night was that put on? I put five bucks on at the tab. I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> what was he paying? Like. 17 bucks. Jeez. Wow. Ah, <laughs> not, not bad for a wrong press of the button. Which um, I then blew an alcohol the, like the next day. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, we'll, we'll get started, boys. We might uh, start with Arsenal's game against Villa just quickly with, with Cruyff, with Arsenal getting a 3-0 win. Um, I believe you wrote a piece during the week, which I encourage everyone listening to check out, where you, you talked a bit about Ozil uh, being played in the right position, and he certainly shone uh, against Villa in that position. Put him in the middle, and that's what happens. Three goals we in about three minutes. We score three, we don't concede, and we actually win. Um, what were your thoughts on it, Jats? I know you said you watched a bit of the game as well. Yeah, I did. I was actually lucky enough for once in my life to turn over when all the goals were scored. So <laughs> <laughs> normally miss them all flicking around the, the different channels. But, um, yeah, I saw all three goals, which are quick succession. Um, I think I saw the best bit of the game, to be honest. I was interested to read or see that um, the Villa side had had the flu go through during the week. So I do wonder how much that played a part, but they were pretty awful. Yeah, I mean, I did see there was, I think, three changes were made because of the, the virus. We, we, we men went off too, I think. Yeah, I think was he a late withdrawal or did he actually start I the game? I think he went off oh, not long into it, I think because of the flu as well. And apparently a few of them, a few of the others just looked like absolute rat shit. So I think the flu definitely did play a part, but we got the three points and that's what matters to me. Cookson, did yeah. you happen to catch this one? Yes. It's amazing to think what happens when you play a player in the right position. <laughs> yes! Yes! Not played out on the left wing, yeah. He's just... Well, to be a winger, you kind of need pace. He's not... Ozil's not slow, but he's not... He's... I don't know. He's, he's off quick. He's, his strengths are better as a 10, obviously. He's got the vision, the technique... And the passing range to unlock defences. You don't want to waste that on the wing, which I don't know why Wenger does it, but I don't know why he does a lot of the things he does. But you see the results he can produce in the middle. I think well, you should hope he does he's, that. He's definitely a confidence player, and when he's playing in the middle, he can you know get his range of passing. And I think out on the wing, he's relied on too much to, to run a lot. And, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and call him lazy because he's a great player in his day. I don't, uh, you'd, be, you'd be fair to call him lazy, though. He, he doesn't seem to like to run a he's, lot, I'll say He's that. no workhorse. Yeah. So I think I think playing in that number ten role is definitely where he needs to play. And, and as you were saying in your article, I think you mentioned the fact that it's pretty much between him and Wilshere for that ten role. And I don't really see why Benga would stick with Wilshere. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could answer that, but ne- neither do I. But it's uh, to, to me, obviously, if you've read the article, Ozil is the superior player and is better in all departments. And Wilshere does have that petulance about him. Which should be gone as well, but for me, if you're going to play someone in the ten, it has to be Ozil. Yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, were there any other thoughts on the game from the, the other two? Roy oh, Keane's beard was marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Keane's beard, yeah. 
I mean, it just looked beautiful. It's got a nice bit of grey in the middle. I mean, nice salt and that beard, you could you could play that beard and it'd probably get three points. Was was, was it trimmed? Like, could yes, you... it, was, it was trimmed. It was nice and neat. Not that footy bullshit where they have those no, bloody out of control beards. No, it made him look like kind of a dignified gentleman. <laughs> I think I think this says a lot for the game that there's any sort of discussion about uh, the facial hair on one of the assistant coaches. <laughs> <laughs> we might move on from that to again had, had, had a couple more exciting goals, which was the the two all draw between Hull and Newcastle. And I mean, obviously, besides wanting to talk about Hull, the, the main point out of this game is the muted protest. I mean, in the build up to the game, we had NUFC on last week talking about the protests planned uh, quite extensively, uh, and they didn't actually materialise in the end. I mean, obviously, I watched the whole of the game, and in the fifth minute when they were planning to protest, it was quite muted. So um, a bit of a surprise that one, but. I don't know, did you guys happen to catch the goals? Because I think there was a couple of beauties that were struck by the, the City players. Just having a look now, as we speak. Nice Didn't bicycle kick from Jelovic. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Good, he got on his bike. A bit more sideways than traditional overhead, but still. Yeah, a so good it's goal, a, a good goal. Cross between a scissor kick and a bicycle, I suppose. Um, but it was a good fight back from Newcastle, and hopefully it's kind of the start of a, a turn the corner, maybe, and they can kind of charge a bit up the table. Sitting there in dead last yeah. is a bit concerning for them. Well, Newcastle have been hit by injuries. And, and letting their best players leave. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know why he's sold Yanga and Biwa. Well, they haven't even sold him. He's on loan to uh, oh, Rumble, isn't he? What a, what a goal. Great, great, great scissor, actually. Yeah, great the one from Jelovic. Yeah, there you go. L- l- lovely. Mate, I told you about this a couple of days ago. You should have checked them out. Oh, I don't listen to a lot of things you say. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Understand I mean, um, you're, you're, you're from Sydney and everything, so. <laughs> Jats, have you? Did you happen to catch the highlights of this one? Did you have any thoughts on the game? I did see some of the highlights. I was surprised more than anything that Newcastle actually managed to come back from two goals down. <laughs> Based on the previous form that they had, I thought that was a long gone that game. I was going to ask you: Are you a little bit concerned? I know I touched on it during the week, but you're a little bit concerned with the teams coming back and, and equalising after you go ahead. Yeah, it's happened three times now, and. Um, against Stoke, against West Ham and against Newcastle now. And Curtis Davies came out in the week and said, we, we had such a good defence last season, but it's really kind of struggling now. And I think at the moment we've got such attacking talent in the team that we're managing to score goals, but um, I, I really don't like the 4-4-2. I think despite everything we said on this podcast about the 3-5-2, I actually really think it suits Hull and we look a lot more assured in that because Robertson and Elmo don't seem to suit at fullback. So if we switch to a 3-5-2, hopefully we can shore up the defence a little bit and stop leaking those late goals. But um, Question, yeah. questions, the questions need to be asked about the keeper on yeah. uh, Newcastle's first goal, on and the even the goal, second. Yeah. Even the second, where's the defending? He's yeah, just well, that's, that's that second goal, uh, Robertson's actually the one out of position to let him in, and yeah, on the first one, absolutely, it's the keeper's fault. So uh, there's been a few questions raised about Alan McGregor early in the season, so we'll see how they go. But um, it's a bit concerning at the moment, but, you know, it's, at least it's draws, not losses. But hopefully but the team can develop it. If you're 2 up, though, it's, you're kind yeah. of throwing away a lead. And again, as Jeff said, it, it is rather concerning when you could have had three points, particularly at a team like Newcastle with how dire oh, they are. At oh, the for moment. sure. And as Jets was saying, I was hugely surprised that they came back and got those two goals because I really thought, you know, crowd on their back, a lot of hostile atmosphere that we'd be able to kind of see out the game. And when you score two goals like that, it's one of those games where you feel like everything's sort of going your way. But um, I think there's a lot of new players in the team at the moment, so I think it's early days. There's no need to, to get panic stations just yet. But um, give it a few. We've got Man City next week as well, so I wouldn't put too much faith in that result. But um, Home or away? Uh, at home. Time to park a bus. 
We'll see how we go. Um, we've got Palace the week after that. I think that's the game that's more more interesting. If we if we can beat Palace, then everything's okay. But if we lose or draw with them, then then I think we'll start to get a bit concerned. Um, but a team that should be a bit concerned as as we move on is Liverpool, who actually went down three one to West Ham. Uh, did you guys happen to catch this one? Because there were a couple of beauties by West Ham early in the game. Yeah. Lovely goal by Sterling. Yeah, well, I mean, it was very much Balotelli's work, I think, to sort of muscle into the area and lay the ball off, but um, it was a good finish, yeah. I, I don't rate Simon Mignolet at all. I, th- no, I think... No one, my... I don't Sorry, think Scousers do either. It's just, he flaps too much. I mean, he looked good at Sunderland, but he's a number two goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think they, they definitely need to upgrade. But apparently Valdez is coming in, so that should give them some assurity between the sticks. But at the moment, Mignolet's cost them a lot of points, I think. I think, especially West Ham's second goal, it's kind of look at it and you think, why did Mignolet leave it? Because he sort of just watches it go over his head. Was that Sacco's goal? Yeah, Sacco's uh, chip. To be fair, that was a bloody nice chip. It was a nice chip, but when you see it from the angle behind the keeper, it looks like he should have it covered almost, and he just sort of watches it go over him. It's a cross. When I first saw it, I thought he was trying to cross it to the guy on the far post, but when he showed it from a different angle, you could see he meant it the whole way. It was a brilliant goal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, don't mean to take it away from him, but, yeah, I don't know, it just seemed a bit of an odd one for Mignolet. Um, as Cookson said, he's a number two keeper. Yeah. But there are concerning things, Liverpool. I mean, they spent 40 million... As I said last week, how there's not a lot of good centre-backs around the world. Yeah. Dying breed. Yeah, Liverpool spent 40 million on probably even worse centre-backs. I mean, Sarko and Lovren just look... As I said, a lot of centre-backs today, they lack balls. I don't, I don't rate Skirtle at all. I think he's well, he's well, well overrated. I, he's, he's, a, he's just a dirty player, and he's being exposed for what he is, to be honest. If they started paying penalties against him for grabbing holding, the corner, oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He'd play about three games a season. <laughs> yeah, the if he was lucky. Another concerning thing is old Stevie G. Well, I was he's surprised finished. because. Who, was it was it you Cookson who last week actually made the point that this would have been his third game his third game yes. of the week and, and that he definitely wouldn't be starting and yet there he was starting the game. Yeah, and I think he did he start this morning? Uh, because I'm not sure. he, pl- he played. I know he played, I don't know if he started. I mean he's like I mean when Scholes became thirty four, he was not playing a hundred two hundred and seventy minutes a week. I mean Rogers needs to rotate the squad. But the other thing about thing is that let's just, Gerard physically is probably 2% off what he was last season but mentally I think he's gone. That slip maybe has maybe cost him yep. a lot. That's yeah. and, the, and the World Cup as well. Yep. He will never win the Premier League because it's a bit of him died. The heart's gone. Like he used to be the great leader but he's lost it. His heart doesn't carry him anymore. Like when he hears that chant it's a little <laughs> bit chipping away, chipping away. I, mean, I think wait. He probably Be- wakes up, has nightmares of Denver Bar. <laughs> Being 34 as well, though, he doesn't have the legs anymore. Yeah. And well, it's, I mean, to be ex- it's to be expected, really, at that age, you can't, as Cookson said, you can't be expected to be, to be playing what, 100 and whatever minutes a week, two, two, three games a week sort of thing. It's just not doable okay. at that age. And it's, gonna, and it's caught up with him, as we can see. Well, and especially, I mean, they looked a lot better last season when Henderson was actually starting in that role. And I think that really highlights just how much of a weak link Gerard's becoming. Yep. Anytime Stuart Downing outplays you, you know it's time to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's time to give in. 
Um, Another but, concerning thing too is that, I mean, they outside of if Sturridge goes down, they look toothless. I mean, Balotelli is such a lazy ass. I mean, move, man, run around, <laughs> make some movements. And even without <laughs> Sterling, they they lacked punch. When they, they lacked I mean, they punch. had. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they left Lalana on the bench. They had, you know, Ricky Lambert. Has he played this season, Lalana? I think he started yes. against um, Aston Villa. And how about Lambert? I don't think Lambert started a game. Lalana's great highlight of this season has been the dive. <laughs> ah, God, is that it was, perhaps it was a decent we'll, effort. Decent. We'll get to that later, though, won't we? It's that a foreshadowing, perhaps. <laughs> um. It, it, <laughs> Cook, uh, Jets, did you have any other thoughts on this game? Uh, not that we haven't already covered. I think Gerard was probably the main talking point. He's, it's been a couple of weeks in a row now. I just Steve, Steve Steven Gerard! <laughs> <laughs> All you've got to do is put someone on him and he, uh, takes away his influence on the game. So, it's almost like they play a man down when they do that. As I said, any, any time a Stuart Downing outplays someone to that degree, not a good, <laughs> not a good sign. Uh, do we also have to give credit to West Ham as well for playing a pretty good game at home? Uh, scoring three against... I mean, obviously Liverpool are looking pretty shaky at the moment, but to score three against them is still a pretty good achievement. Yep. I mean, Fat Sam's managed to get them playing football. Uh, who would have thought? Uh, and, and, of course, Cookson, you'd be um, rubbing your hands together that they've found some form, given who they've got next week, right after uh, really. an interesting game by you guys this week, which we might go on to, because I know Jats has been itching to talk about it, and might give Jats the floor to start off with and talk about the uh, the result down your way at Leicester. <laughs> it's a good game. Very good game. <laughs> yeah, it's around at 12.30 at night on Sunday. It's good. What, was it a penalty? Uh, no. I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'd like to say yes. <laughs> talk, talk that wasn't the worst thing, though. That wasn't the worst thing I found about Clattenburg's performance. What was the worst thing? He should have sent off the lap. Yeah, that's not, uh, yeah, that, that's a fair call, I think. He got very lucky to lap. And another thing, I mean, I was watching, I watched it again, but, cause I'm, have issues in my head. <laughs> you idiots! You idiots! <laughs> uh, but, here's the thing though, he was always like, I don't know if you noticed this, Jats, but, Clattenburg always was in the way of the play, most of the time. Yeah, I, um, I was a little bit, Critical of his performance in the first half, to tell you the truth. Not of his second half, obviously, but uh, <laughs> in that first half, I'd mentioned it a couple of times that he was um, quite poor, so probably probably wasn't all that surprising that he came out in the second half and did what he did. I, I you can't blame the referee. You've got to give credit to Leicester, though. They, I don't think many people would have given them a chance and to come around or to, to play Manchester United and turn a 3-1 uh, deficit into a 5-3 win is quite quite remarkable, really. I did want to ask you, Jats, when it was 3-1, and, I mean, did you see any way back into the game for your mob? Was it, like, were you, did you think from the style of play, did you think anything, there was anything there that could get you guys back into the game? Uh, it was a bit of a tough one, because I thought, even in the first half, I thought we played quite good football. Yeah. Um, and it's been a, kind of a trademark of our season so far, is that we maybe lack the polish up front, but we do, we're coming out to these big teams and we're playing football, which is really pleasing to see. Um, I think, I mean, anyone that saw United's lineup up front were going to struggle to defend it. So it wasn't a complete surprise to see them kind of score. Like Di Maria's goal was just yeah, yeah. Out delightful, superb. Just yeah, left Casper absolutely no chance. So um, I think I expected them always to score. I I thought we were playing good football, but I must admit I didn't see what was coming. Do you think Cambiasso has provided a large influence on on the dressing room? 
Yeah, I do. Um, I think he played quite well on the weekend. He did a he did a fairly good job on Rooney. Rooney had, um, I mean, he was okay in the first half. I think he, he was pretty quiet in the second half. Um, but you could just see the celebration in the goal. Some of these players that kind of come in in their older age, you wonder whether they're just there for the money or something different. But it was it was refreshing to see him kind of celebrate. Like he was really really enjoying his time. So, um, and just to see the lads get around him, it, it clearly meant something to him. So I think he's been a really good addition to the squad, especially on a free. Like, it's hard to go wrong. The other one I wanted to mention, and we've mentioned him a couple of times now, but I know you wanted to, to talk about him as well, is Uroa, who's obviously started like a house on fire. I think it was $8.5 million, which was your record signing, but when he's banging them in as he is at the moment, you know, you can't really go wrong. He'll be at Chelsea in no time. <laughs> <laughs> he's um He's been superb so far. I must admit, I was sceptical at first. I've... um. I saw a bit of him at Brighton, and he never really impressed too much. But yeah, having seen the first five games for us, he's been—he's just been phenomenal. It's not just the scoring either. Like he's—he's built-up play. He's—he's he's able to hold the ball. He's able to pass the ball. He's—he's he's just been complete for us. So um, five and five is real testament to the way he started. He's—and it's against good teams. It's not as though he's yeah. scoring against the the lower teams. He's scored against Arsenal, the winner at Stoke, against United. He's got a double. So. It's um it's really pleasing to see. The other one that did really well, I think, um, and it's been commented on in the, in the press a fair bit, was Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Um, they were mentioning, and I think most people know now, that three years ago he was playing non-league football for, I can't remember who it was. Starts with S. Yeah, that's right. Shrewsbury Town? Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> he's um, he's come a long way yeah. He's 27 too, so like it gives a lot of people kind of hope, I guess, that it, it can be done. But he was, I was reading some stats on the game and he, um, he's got the most chances created in a single Premier League game so far this season with six. And he was just, he just, his run, his, his endeavor was unbelievable. Um, he just, he ran all game. He was pestering United. He was getting in behind Blackett. He was, he was just phenomenal. So, um, especially. Stockbridge Park Steels was the name of the side he played for. Yeah, there you go. Didn't even know it existed. <laughs> <laughs> but what I found disturbing... Oh, it's not you finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fine. What I found disturbing was the media was saying that he could play some minutes. I'm going... That he could play what, sorry? Turn it up. That media, yeah, some media saying he should play for England. I'm going... Yeah, one game. I mean, you know. I mean the referees in Europe would probably send him off, to be honest. With the haircut? <laughs> well, yeah, you expect an Italian or a Frenchman to say, they'll be like, what is a haircut? That is shit. Go away. But, I mean, yeah, to be honest... I mean, he was lucky it. not to get fouled uh, or called a, get a foul called against him for the charge on delay. But, I don't know. It's, it's You wonder what's going through Kladenberg's head at that stage. His cross for the goal was good. Apparently he had four assists. I didn't even realise this, but um, certainly that I checked the fantasy scores today, and he had four assists out of the five goals, and he scored the other one. Wow. What did he score, 20? 21 points or something. Yeah, nuts. He was 4.9. Cost 4.9 and uh, scored 21 points. So, yeah, yeah, yeah he had a phenomenal game. How many have you rubbed out? For him. What, what's that? What's that? What was that? How many have you rubbed out? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not say. <laughs> You're getting pretty excited on the board. At the, yeah. well, I can't blame, you can't blame me. Beating a relegation oh, minnow like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, yes, made, yeah. I made the point. We laughed at United last week for getting so excited about beating QPR, and yet here's Jats getting excited about beating another relegation minnow. It was only because we went down two goals. I wasn't expecting to go down the two so early. 
listen, listen, listen. Five SM. Yes. SM. Yes. When we face Hull, on Hull being ripped, gonna tear Hull an arsehole so big Bring it on. that we can observe it. <laughs> All Bring the it on. I think you guys should have a bet. You score three, we'll score five. Easy as you like. <laughs> yeah, but we face you like December. As we know, Louis Van Hull builds. December, you know, we, we beat, we faced you last December and we got two goals up. We'll just do a little and bit better. And we still won. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll do a little bit better this time, won't we? We won on the Ryan Giggs, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We Wilson, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of, uh, how do you find Falcao, Rooney and uh, Van Persie all in the same squad? Did that work for you or is it something you wouldn't do if you were manager? It's a horses for courses thing. I mean, Van Hal played Rooney because Leicester would be more physical than QPR. I mean, let's not and deny they, that. And they'd also be better than QPR. <laughs> Doesn't take much. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's not saying much. But yeah, I mean, Matt is an excellent player, but he lacks pace. Yeah, but, he's not yeah, the, the pace of players. But here's the thing, though. I don't think... I think Van Persie's going to be dropped. He struggled. Apart from that goal, he, I didn't really notice him in the game too much. I thought the front or the front half of United played quite well together. I think the, the bit that changed the game was when he took Di Maria off. I think so many no, substitutions. Was... They just... I didn't understand them, to be honest. They just lost all run. Di Maria was quite tired. I mean... He's not at full fitness yet. Just yeah, like that stinker, enough. you yeah. don't mind. Just I mean, a he's, of substitutions. It's just, no, we don't really have... I mean, I probably would have played... It's just hard because we lack... Well, because we lack the centre-back depth. I mean, Johnny Evans, Chris Smalling and Phil Jones are made out of the substance weaker than glass. <laughs> I'm, in a stiff, I'm in a stiff breeze that could probably pull a hammy, just walking in that. <laughs> well, I think Evans is injured now as well, isn't he? Yeah, he, yes. he, he, he did his ankle, I think. So, uh, Except Luke Shaw's fit. Eh. Finally. Is he underweight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just very stocky. He's just a stocky lad. <laughs> what? Did, did you think Val Cal looks good? Yes. I mean, he's not even fully fit, but that cross was just... Ooh, Beckham. Yeah, that shot that bounced off the bar, too, that had Catherine yes. strife. It was his first assist in over a year or something, I think. I think I read. But you get first that one for knee injury. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, isn't it? <laughs> he missed a good what six months or something, I think. Yeah. yeah. It was a nice cross. There's no body, but <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that was picture perfect. I mean that just screamed out score son but Did Fat Cow end up on the winning team or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... he'll, be, he'll be handing in a transfer request to go to Leicester soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's if hey, Leicester hey, can afford the money. Better be careful or, or United might end up buying Ujoa <laughs> Yeah, you no, we won't. Watch out, Dad. Watch out, centre-backs. No, 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 they only go for attacking options, don't worry. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> no, we'll buy. Hey, we bought two defenders last transfer window. Yeah, they're not... Just Rojo, Rojo wasn't very good at all on Sunday, I thought. That's because he's a centre-back playing the full-back. He can play full-back, though, can't he? Yeah, I thought he played play... for Argentina. Yeah, that's because yeah. they have Garay and Di Michelis, and they have no full-backs, or well, left full-backs anyway. So, yeah, he's pretty much... He'll play in his preferred position, which is good. We'll have Shaw, who's... The period <laughs> the four players who I think the reason why we lost the game. And Louis Van Hal stated this in his post-match presser. Well, he didn't say it as such, but you get the idea. It's just he said it was <laughs> Raphael, Rojo, Blind, and Herrera. Harsh. So two of those players are players that he's brought in. Raphael's a moron. Sorry to cut no, you off. Actually, no, Raphael actually didn't do anything. I mean... He was very, very good in the wing, except the issue is the fullbacks were too forward when the second but, goal occurred. But contact in the box, I mean, back to the, what it, we'll call the penalty in inverted commas, but 
You put your arms on someone in the box, you're, you're treading on very thin ice. But Vardy went into Raphael. Raphael was trying to run around, but then he got barged into. He's like, oh, shit, I didn't do anything. <laughs> he was punished on reputation rather than thing. I mean, not, I mean, all the attacks came on the left-hand side. Well, for our left-hand side. Yeah. Dude, Nothing really like, came far forward. Especially in the yeah. second half. That, that breakaway goal to Vardy was terrible. It was basically yeah. blacket on Vardy, and it was only ever going to end one way. I mean, it's back, it's what, a 20 year old, he should not be starting five games for Manchester United as centre back. He should be going in slowly, but. Not, not really his fault though, it's like, it was like Jenkinson when he debuted fast, and just switched straight into the Lions then. Yeah, it's just injuries are just shit, but, again, the thing is that Herrera and Blind, they lost control. Instead, were kept on attack, Herrera kept on attacking, should have yeah. dropped back with Blind, told the fullbacks to drop back, just pass the ball, ping it around, because, United capitulating like that is, is actually quite common in the past few years. Bring back the Messiah, I say. <laughs> well, he'll be even on, Newcastle. Even on the Fergie, I mean, we lost it against Real Madrid in the Champions League when Nani got sent off. I mean, just went all mental. We lost the league against when we drew to Everton where Fellaini Torres and Newcastle. Is that the one where you conceded two goals right at the end? Yes. Yeah. So it's not like. I think Yelovich won that freak. one, actually. Yes. <laughs> 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 I think he scored two, actually. <laughs> he was wearing a blue shirt, though, not brown and gold. Yeah, all right. He's got, he's Go the Hawks! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but it's, it's a freak result that occurs. I mean, Europe, the football was quite freaky this weekend. I mean, Lionel Messi missed a penalty. Bayern Munich managed to draw it against Hamburg and to a farcical ending to that game. I think Paderborn are leading the Bundesliga at the moment, actually. That is correct. Yes. Promoted club, so... Yeah. Um, bit interesting. I mean, things happen in football. Van Howell got a bit defensive against West Ham. I mean, after every game, he's changed something, and injuries doesn't help. But do you think the chopping and changing is, is good or bad? Because it obviously disrupts the flow of things and doesn't let players settle into a what? set sort of... Style, I guess. It's actually, well, it's very good in the front half. I mean, the changing has worked from game on game with build strength for strength. It's just we haven't had a consistent back four because again, they could go to the toilet and they'll do their ACL having a crap. <laughs> I, mean, I want Phil Jones uh, back, damn it. Phil, I don't rate Phil Jones. He's better than I uh, like it. Well, that's not, that's not really an achievement though. It's like being QPR, nothing to write home about. Unless you're a United <laughs> fan, of course. <laughs> oh, it's like beating Dortmund seconds too. Oh, Arsenal Ooh, wait, are you guys in the Champions League? <laughs> Sing! Uh, we, we might move on then because we've, we've had a decent chat about that game. We'll talk about two teams that are in the Champions League and that's Man City and Chelsea who played out a one-all draw uh, late on Sunday in the final game of the round. And It was a game between probably the two title contenders, I'd say, and it kind of played to the script in some sense. It was quite a cagey game. And, of course, true to the script, Lampard popped up with the equaliser later on. Um, Yes. Al Plastico was quite good. You go. Al Plastico was quite a bit dull because Mourinho (laughs) parked the bus, but... But Chelsea are just a small club, so, you know, they did pretty well to get a point (laughs) off Man City. That is kind of hypocritical from City because, you know... They're a bit irrelevant <laughs> worldwide. Uh, but yeah, it's just, you expect Jose's gonna, Jose, I still maintain Chelsea's gonna win the league. I mean, Jose just has, he knows how to set his team up. He knows what he's up. doing, yeah. Yes. He's a ser- not a specialist in failure. <laughs> <laughs> I think the interesting but, one yeah. will be, 
the interesting one will be when they actually go to Stamford Bridge because I think, as you're saying, I think Mourinho's done perfectly to get the point away from home against City and when they go to the bridge, I think it might be a bit of a different story and Chelsea might come away with the three points there. I still maintain that what I want to see for the Champions League final is Chelsea versus Bayern Munich. Really? I don't think that I don't think that'd be that entertaining. I think Chelsea would sit back and no, just absolute pressure. Because of the Pep Guardiola versus Jose Mourinho shit fight. <laughs> oh, Pep, of course. That would be interesting. Jets, yeah, did, you have any, Jets, did you have any thoughts on this game? Uh, I didn't actually get to see a whole lot of it. I it was... probably passed out in excitement. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, it was ironic, obviously, to see Lampard score. That was all a little bit weird. But, um, yeah, pretty... I mean, it was as expected. I, I kind of expected Moo to sit back. Um, and, and Pellegrini to kind of come out and attack. They always set up for that. So once Chelsea get the, the kind of away goal, they're always going to sit back and try and defend it. Um, and, and it kind of played out that way. So I think Pellegrini was just kind of doing a little bit of mind games with the, the small team kind of stuff. Um, having said that, Chelsea, I mean, it worked for them in the end, but they probably didn't need to play that defensive. I think they've got a good enough team to be able to back themselves to go anywhere and get a result. So it was interesting to see. Sorry, go on. Oh, Mourinho's renowned for uh, playing defensive away from home against the big sides. He does it whenever they come to the Emirates; they'll just absorb pressure, absorb, absorb, absorb. But they've got the play for the draw. You know, with someone like Costa in the side, who's in such good goal-scoring form, I'm, I'm with Jets in this. I'm surprised that they sat back after they would have gone for it. Yeah, I agree with that. It obviously works, right? and he's got a point. And that's probably, I mean, that will be good enough for him. He'll be okay with that. But I just think, I mean, to me, they've got the best squad in the in the division. So I think. I mean, it's obviously different for everyone, but I think they should be going there looking to win rather than to sit back and absorb pressure. That's just me, and it's obviously working for him, but um, I was a little bit surprised to see it. Yeah. Um, Cookson, did you have any final thoughts on this one before we wrap up the rest of the round? No, not really. I mean, Jose defended well. He did precisely what he set out Chelsea to do. Yeah. He gets, a, he gets a point. Well, in the other games for the round, we had... QPR drawing 2-2 with Stoke, and I think Nico Cranshaw scoring a pretty decent free kick at the end of the game to, to level that up for QPR. That's a pretty Stoke, decent result for them. Stoke were unlucky enough to win that, I thought. Uh, I, I caught most of the second half, and Stoke were, were doing quite well going forward. They were just unlucky enough to capitalise on their chances. Yeah, I mean, I, agree. I, I caught the second half as well, and, and yeah, had the same thought. Sorry, Jats? Well, I was going to say, I disagree with that. I, I, sorry, I do agree with that. I thought they um they were countering, but their counter-attacks all looked pretty good. I was going to say, that first goal um, that Stoke scored, what do we reckon? Bit of a foul from Crouch? He was all over... I mean, I don't like Ferdinand at the best of times, but he was all over him. Oh, Rio. Rio, Rio, Rio. He should have retired. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's playing like he's retired. He was, he was at fault for... I don't know if it was the first or the second, but he was useless again in one of the goals just out at, at, at sea. Would have been the first one. Crouch, um, Crouch climbed all over him to get over him, but, yeah, he, um, he didn't do too well that one. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, yep. that's Stoke all over, isn't it? They're pretty physical, and somehow they, they seem to get away with it. Um, we also had Burnley draw 0-0 with Sunderland, which I suppose is the, the low light of the weekend, I guess, but it's another valuable point for Burnley, and they've kept three clean sheets in a row now. So there's, they're building slowly, but they're building from defence, and I suppose that's a decent way to... So, um, you know, if you don't concede, you can't really lose the game. So it's not a bad result for them. did see a stat on Burnley. I, I can't remember where I was reading it. It might have been on the board. But um, I was looking at the clubs and their percentages of balls per goals. 
And Burnley were only converting like 6% of all the chances they had or something, and were dead last in it. Jeez. So I think that, that is a bit concerning. It, it's good to keep clean sheets, so it's always good to start with defence, but if they're going to stay up, they do need to start scoring at some point. Well, I mean, they yeah. scored that cracker against Chelsea on, I think it was the opening weekend, and you kind of thought, okay, they'll, they might do all right after all, because I think everyone was writing them off, but they haven't really done a whole lot since then. Pretty sure that's their only goal, isn't it? I think it might be, yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, it's a bit concerning after five games. Well, yeah, I mean, and they've, they've brought in uh, George Boyd from us, so hopefully he can maybe spot a few, but he's not the most prolific at this level either, so uh, it will be interesting days ahead for Burnley, I think. Um, we also had Southampton play Swansea, where they managed to nick a, a 1-0 away win after Wilfred Boney was sent off, which was a bit surprising, because I actually thought there'd be a few goals in this game, but um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, had, I watched a bit of it, but... Um, Swansea didn't look too good at home, I guess. A red card changed the game. That was incredibly stupid from Boney. I don't know what he was thinking, but that, that pretty much cost him the game, I think. I was expecting it to be a better game, to be honest. It was pretty open and flowing, but um, I actually thought there'd be a lot of goals as well. So um, good win for Southampton. They've started the season absolutely superb when kind of everyone had written them off after the off-season they had. They've um, carried on business as usual, so it's good to see. Yeah, well, it's all credit to their manager that this has sort of picked up where Pochettino left off. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the other decent win of the weekend was West Brom managing to get a 1-0 away win against Spurs, which was good to see if you're a West Brom fan because they'd started pretty shakily, but um, managed to get, I think, their first win at Spurs since the 80s. So um, pretty impressive result for them. Um, from all reports, Lescott had a decent debut for West Brom. Yeah, Spurs just looked kind of just looked terrible so far. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've had a few lucky wins, I think. Uh, the 1-0 against West Ham on the opening day. Um, and who else have they beaten? I was going to touch on that. They beat QBR 4-0, but since QBR, then they've yeah. drawn Sunderland. Again, QPR, though, it's, I mean, they, Spurs did look great, but QPR were awful. So, yeah, well, yeah well, Spurs have got a draw against Sunderland, win against QPR and West Ham, and that's it. And yeah, they're not playing so well. It'd be interesting to see what happens in the, in the derby. I mean, derbies generally, form tends to fly out the window, but with the way they're in, I'd be disappointed if we didn't win, to be honest. Yeah, well, it will certainly be an interesting one. Uh, the other interesting result was Crystal Palace getting up 3-2 over Everton, uh, which is a good win for Millang Panthers and his mob. I think um, good to see them sort of finding their feet under uh, the new management of Warnock. I think everyone kind of expected them to kind of fall off a cliff a bit, a bit like Southampton after Pulis left, but um, good to see them get a win. Another good win from a, a smaller club, um, especially after they, went, they conceded so early on and it would have been real easy for them to drop their heads, so... Uh, showed a lot of character again, which is good, especially away from home at a, a big O club. Everton have had, um, similar to Spurs, I guess, they've had a pretty poor start to the season. Yeah, I was seeing, I think it was NUFC posted that uh, article which had uh, expected position based on the odds for matches for the opening five rounds and actual positions. And I was actually a bit surprised to see that Everton are one of the sides that have really sort of underperformed so far, I suppose. Uh, they've had a couple of yeah, unlucky draws, I guess. A lot of clubs have brought in new managers, no systems... I mean, it just, like, let's be honest, it isn't real. like, it's probably easier to face a bigger team if you're a smaller side at the start of the season when they have a new manager than later on. I mean, because you have new systems, players will not be as familiar with each other after the transfer window, so you can rely on basic football skills. That's the, thing, says, about, but that's the thing about Everton is that they've pretty much kept the same side as last season, so they really should be kind of continuing on from where they left off. I suppose they had Europa in the midweek, so that might explain the result, because Spurs lost as well. But, um, Spurs always that, lose up in Europe. Well, yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. So maybe that's the same reason for Everton. Does that mindset come from the 5-3 result, Cookson? 
No, it's so actually well, it's pretty much. No, because Louis <laughs> Van Gaal always takes time. I mean, he took time at Bayern, he took time at Barca, he took time at AZ Alkmaar, took time at Ajax to get going. He's very fastidious in his systems and philosophy. He's already given up on his formation. <laughs> no, the formation is irrelevant. It's the philosophy that's important because remember, Belinda drops back. You have to fight break the back. All right. Well, we, we might move on to the previews for next week because there's a few uh, blockbuster games on, especially on the Saturday night after the AFL Grand Final, as we were discussing earlier. Uh, but we've got the Merseyside derby to kick us off, which is, you know, no small game. Um, so what are you guys' thoughts on this one? Yeah, a draw. I mean, Liverpool's which, shocking. Which side of Liverpool is it in? Uh, it's a home game for Liverpool, so it's at Anfield. I still think it's going to be a, it's going to be a one-all draw. I mean, Liverpool just... They look as bad as reliable as the back... Well, they're leakier than... You mean United. So they're worse than us, actually. They're even worse than us last year. Sturridge is back, isn't he, or not? I heard he was in training. I heard he might be rushed back for it. If Sturridge plays, you kind of have to fit to Liverpool, but it depends how fit he is. Surprisingly, Everton actually have the worst defence in the um, competition at the moment, so we might have a few goals in this game. Lukaku might have fun... A bit with with the Liverpool defence. Yeah, Gonna end up ten ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had that three all draw last season, didn't they? So could do something similar in this one. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon Liverpool probably get up maybe two one, three two or something like that. That that two all draw in the last derby was one of the best games I've the ever watched. Yeah. That, was, that, that was one of the games of the season. For sure, that was yeah. a cracker. That's one of the best games I've ever watched. So hopefully we see more of the same uh, this time around. But. I, uh, I, I wish I shared your optimism. <laughs> uh, the, next, the next game up is Chelsea against Aston Villa. Um, hopefully, I mean, if the Villa players are over the flu, hopefully they can provide a bit more of a contest than they did against Arsenal. Oh, you'd think Chelsea would be too strong at home. They'll just absolutely overrun them. Hopefully you see Costa return to scoring ways. My fantasy side would need that. <laughs> so we see, we'd probably He's see not... Chelsea easy win. I think 3-0. Yeah. yeah, I imagine so. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> As I should have fun too. Yeah, and Costa should, well, he should get back on top of the league. Depending on if if Blah and Venteke back, they could cause some issues. But again, they miss their two key players, and Costa needs goals to match Ronaldo in the European Golden Boot too. So you expect Chelsea to win. Uh, the next game is finally an easier game for um, your mob Jets. We've got Leicester up against Crystal Palace at Crystal Palace. Um, yeah. How do you see this one? Um, it's a bit of a tricky one, to be honest. The first five games, I didn't expect to get any points out of, so to have eight's already a bonus. These were the games that were always going to matter more because they were against teams that we were going to kind of finish around in the same place. Um, we're in good form. It's away at Palace, so when we played away at Stoke, we kind of sat back a little bit more. Um, I'm quietly confident, but it'll be a good test. I'd back Lister. I'd back Lister. Do you think Did after we? the way you played against United, you might kind of take this on a bit more? You kind of, I suppose because you didn't expect to get three points against United, you might take more of a swing at this one? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, the points that we've earned already are just a bonus on top of what we, we should be earning. So, um, that, that'll get the squad. I mean, they're in good spirits, obviously, because of the winning, but, um, I think, as long as we continue to play football, and we've done it against the big teams, so there's no reason we shouldn't do it against the, I guess, the lesser clubs. Um, but it shouldn't be... I mean, Crystal Palace just came out and beat Everton away from home, so yeah. it's not as though they're in bad form or anything. It, it should be a pretty good game. The other thing is, I suppose, that uh, Crystal Palace might be a bit more physical than United were, so 
you have to wonder whether, I mean, if Palace kind of come out playing quite a physical game style, whether that'll affect the um, the style of the Leicester squad. Because obviously against United, United are going to sit back a bit more and uh, pass the ball around on the ground sort of thing, whereas Palace might be a bit more physical. Whether that's something yeah, that might agreed. affect it, yeah. Agreed. It's always a tough place to go to, Stoyos Park as well. The fans are um, they're quite boisterous oh, they're down they are nuts there, yeah. Um, what are your tips, yeah. uh, Cookson and Cruyff? Logic dictates, logic dictates that Leicester should win, judging by form. So we're going by that. I'm going to go Crystal Ballas to win. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, how I, football usually goes. I just think the momentum Leicester will have from, oh, not just last week, but the whole start of the season might spur them on and they might walk away with the three points. Yeah, I reckon Leicester as well. They're looking pretty good at the moment. Um, Next game is my mob up against Man City at home City. for Hull. City. So very City, of, on City. Thank, thank City of the Manchester kind. <laughs> well, we're, we're Hull Tigers now, aren't we? No? <laughs> but it's, it's Hull Tigers against Manchester Hunter, I believe is the, uh, the nickname Alan came up with for Man City. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't really see us winning this one. I'd probably I mean, if you get well. a point out of it, it's a bonus, but I mean, yeah. you, you, you shouldn't really be too disappointed with a loss. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think it's one of those games where it's just expecting a loss, but yeah, anything else is a bonus, really. Yeah. Um, next game is Man United up against West Ham. <laughs> Do we give Man United any chance of a win in this one? Yes, no. United to win. How much? Sw- <laughs> I'm going to go 4-1. Oh, only going to cop one goal this week. <laughs> that's because wow. that's, that's brave. That's because we'll, def- we'll be more defensively solid. Our video will change it. And we have quite possibly, and we have quite possibly the most informed player in this league in Angel Di Maria. I would probably debate that, but you know. Ujoa says hello. Yeah, Ujoa. Yeah. Diego Costa so, says hello. So does Diego Costa, yes. Angel Di Maria is in better form all season. And all year. He's played less games than the others. Yes, that is what he does. I mean, everything going around, around him. You get the run. Oh, Di Maria had the ball. When Demer had the ball, were yeah. you shitting bricks? Where you're like, ooh, Turn crap. it up. You were. Let's have a look. We played on the weekend. They still lost five three. <laughs> the only way I can see United beating West Ham is if it's something like seven six or something like that. Because it's we will score. win. Trust me. Van Hal will have Howard centre back. He'll be nice and solid. We have a Luke Shaw, nice and solid. Rafael have a good day. We'll pass the ball around left, right, and centre. Daily Blind will be excellent. Again, he's been very go. good so far. Here we go. All jokes aside, I'm, back, I'm backing West Ham for the win here. I reckon they'll get up two one. Oh, wow. I'm backing West Ham. Uh, I, I, th- I think I think United. I, I, I think they'll they'll turn it around at the toilet and. It's and that old Trafford, is it? Yeah. It's that old Trafford, yes. The theater of dreams, place full of trophies. I don't know. I mean, I've seen West Ham play their last two games because they played us and then they played Liverpool, and they've looked very, very good. So I, I actually, I, re- I really do think they could get a result. They should take some confidence out of their last couple of results, especially the one on the weekend. So um, it is away from home, which probably doesn't help, but you never know. Yeah, but that same always drops points to us. I reckon United two 0 Okay. Uh, the next one is Southampton up against QPR, which... Do we, even, do we even need to answer who we think will win? I think this is going to be, what, another 4-0 to... It's set. more by how much. We'll go 4-0 again. They've lost by four twice already. I was actually thinking 4-0. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll jump on that boat. 4-0. I've gone, I've gone 5-0 so I can have Hawaii 5 boat. 
Uh, the final game, the midnight game, because there's actually six of them this uh, Saturday. We've got Sunderland up against Swansea, and another probably lesser game given the other games that are on at this time. But um, probably Swansea returning to winning ways away to Sunderland. No, I reckon Sunderland draw. I reckon draw. draw. I mean, yeah, Sun- Bernie's suspended. That'll hurt. Sunderland's having one of those weird seasons. I didn't even realise they're only just above the relegation zone, but they've been very, I don't know, under the radar, I suppose. They haven't really done anything noticeable. That's that drawing of Tottenham, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, I can't think who else they've really played. Spurs, um, I guess Burnley just now, but yeah, very unremarkable start of the season for them. Yeah, it wouldn't be a very exciting game, I wouldn't have thought. I expect, I, I would think Swansea would probably win, but not with any great confidence. Yeah, I'll probably yeah I'll probably go a draw in this one, maybe two two again. Um, the early, the late game on Saturday is the North London derby, which I'm sure Croak will be uh, hoping to lift his spirits after a huge <laughs> huge Hawthorn loss, huge oh, Hawthorn loss, huge loss. Wow, you huge get cocky. Loss. Ten huge goal loss. <laughs> ten goals. Wow. Yeah, but it's wow. Sydney. They're low scorers, so a huge loss to them is like ten points. <laughs> Why didn't say nine point nine point eight? Nine point eight. We'll beat you, we'll, we'll beat you by nine goals eight. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, after the way Spurs have been playing, I I can't see them giving us too much of a headache. Although our defence isn't that great, but Eric, Ericsson might might have some fun. But I, I'd be disappointed if we didn't win. Basically, if you got an injury to another defender, it'd be panic stations, I think, at Arsenal, because your depth yes. looking pretty poor down there. Most definitely, yes. There is no arguing that at all. <laughs> if Koscielny goes. Just write us off. Yep. Mm. When you're looking to buy Chris Smalling, who's also perpetually injured, you know things are concerning. I didn't say yeah, that, actually. That's interesting. We're, oh, we're, yeah. We've been linked with Smalling many a time. We'll, we tried to Thank sign him initially for God knows how long. You just watch the Arsenal but, fans as soon as they sign him, turning around and saying how brilliant a player he is. Yeah, <laughs> best centre-back in the world. <laughs> if he puts on an Arsenal shirt. I, I, th- I think we'll win, though. I don't know how much, but I, I think we'll win. Cookson, well, what, are your, what yep. are your thoughts? Arsenal will win probably 3 0. But Ozil, Sanchez. I, I wish. Ozil needs to play in the middle. So if Ozil starts in the middle, you'll probably win. If he starts that wide, maybe more of a. Well, Wilshire will be in the middle. He's still good in the middle, but I just think um, Ozil needs to start in the middle to get the best out of our game as a team. What are your thoughts, Chats? Yeah, I agree. Um, the North London Derby is one of the best fixtures in the league, so it's, um, it's always good to watch as a neutral. I expect, uh, based on what I've seen of Tottenham this season, I expect Arsenal should be too strong. Um, I would suspect probably 2 or 3-1, maybe. Um, but at the Emirates, they should prove too strong. Yeah, I'll probably back Arsenal for a win in that one as well. Smart uh, men. Smart <laughs> men. You're only winner of the day. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the early game on uh, Sunday night, we have West Brom against Burnley in a pretty unappealing start on Sunday night. What, what a blockbuster. West Brom at home. Um, do we see Burnley picking up a, a fourth clean shed in a row? Maybe do another nil-nil? Nil? scoring a goal? Well, West Brom's only nil, scored nil. one goal for the season as well. Nil-nil. <laughs> They've scored two goals between them for the season. Donuts wow. again, or, or are we going to see some goals? Uh, I, think, I, reckon we'll, I reckon we'll get a goal or, or three. Do you reckon we could say something like a 4-3 four, four, or something? We could oh. see all the goals suddenly pour out of them. No. It'll be nil nil. Nil nil. Yeah, I'm, I'm backing a nil nil for this one. I think. Seems like they can't hit a barn door the way they're going. So four three. Just a fun fact. Just like fun fact. Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo has outscored 22 blokes four times. Well, four times as much as Burnley and West Brom. Yeah, not so, a good start. 
Let that uh, sink in. It's a bit concerning for both of R- them, I think. Ronaldo could buy both of those clubs, I think. Probably <laughs> <laughs> <I> could. <laughs> what uh, is Ronaldo versus Sunday night? I have no idea. It's a very strange Sunday night. Yeah, it's a lot of in games case, are midnight Saturday. Yeah, six games in case you midnight. want to go to sleep. No, it's in case you find struggling to go to sleep, save so we hungover. <laughs> could they mass not, celebration. Yeah, could they not have put Hull on the Sunday night so I could have slept between the Merseyside derby and oh, the yeah, London could, derby? Oh yeah, it's all about you, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> mate, you'll be crying. You'll be crying yourself I'll be to sleep Sunday night anyway. You'll be crying yourself to sleep. Oh man, I'll be replaying the the 2012 grand final, the 2014, watching Buddy get his medal in the red and white. Watching him kick his dozen against Gibson or whoever he lines up on, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a beautiful day. Um, no, it's not. It's gonna be rainy. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's meant to be. No, it's meant it's meant to be fine afternoon apparently. Twenty four, they reckon. Oh, bring it on then. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, the last game to talk about is if we really want to talk about it, is Stoke up against Newcastle. Um, Stoke, I I think outright Stoke. Newcastle have maybe turned a corner, but. You'd think, yeah, Stoke should win this one, perhaps. At it's, home. A, it's at the Britannia. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think Stoke. What I would say is they've struggled at the Britannia this season. They lost to Villa on the opening day, and then they lost to us at the Britannia. Leicester Le- um, Le- 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 are flying though. Leicester Le- are the best club in the in the, <laughs> in, in, in the league at the moment, so it's not it's not really a, a, a valid argument, I think. Yeah, true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing, here's the thing. Stoke are now playing football, and we recognise the Britannia Stadium as being a bit of a shithole for football wear. So I'll uh, lump it up to the big lad there, like, and all that stuff. So what's happening is that now they're playing good football, <laughs> that was? they're crapping out from me. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen Gerrard! Logic. <laughs> I don't know how they speak of Stoke. Oh, <laughs> I've actually been to Stoke, believe it or not. Oh, my condolences. <laughs> Why? Oh, I had a, I had a, I got a mate that lives there. When I was in England, I went and saw him. But we, it's 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 not the greatest of places. Jeez, much like their fo- of... much like their football brand. Yeah, <laughs> bit of an understatement there. Much <laughs> like Sydney, eh, Croix? <laughs> Boom! High five. Where where is Stoke actually? I don't actually even know where Stoke is. Is it in the Midlands, the, Midlands or something? The, or? Nah, the the northwest. Northwest. It's it's not far from Manchester. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll probably back Stoke in this one as well. It's Any- Nick Craig Alexander, if you know where that is. I don't really, but <laughs> thank you, thank you for trying to help. That's, that's, that's all right. <laughs> um, any any closing thoughts, boys, before we move on to our extra time segment? Go the Hawks. Yeah, okay, that's enough out of you. Um, <laughs> Come on, Hawthorne, bring it home for Victoria and all that. Jets, who are you going for? He lives in Sydney, so I'm hoping I know the answer but to he- this, but I don't know. But he's from Hawthorne. Melbourne. You're going yeah, for Hawthorne? I'm from Melbourne. I'm going for Hawthorne. Oh, piss off a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, um, thanks very much for listening to the main segment. Below in this thread, we've also linked in the extra time segment where we'll be talking about some of the greatest upsets that we've witnessed with our clubs and as well as Cookson's new segment for the week. So be sure to tune into that. But uh, thank you very much for listening to this and we'll see you on the forums.